There are so many good reasons why this Ethiopian eunuch might have ignored the spirit and, and just continued on down the road. Reasons why he might have left well enough alone with this whole gospel business. I can see why he might think it's not for him, why it's irrelevant to the facts of his life. This traveler occupies a complex space in society, one that is in equal parts powerful and precarious. In some ways, he, he moves through the world with relative ease. As a trusted member of the queen's staff, put in charge of the money, he's traveling in the luxury of a chariot instead of on foot. And he has reasonable wealth. He owns a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. This was not common, not easy to come by. And this comfortable lifestyle has come at a cost. A common practice of the day was to neuter a boy before he reached adolescence. And likely without his understanding or his consent to make him supposedly more trustworthy to work for the queen. As a eunuch, he occupies this in-between space. He's entrusted with plenty, and yet he's held at arm's length, forcibly kept from fully participating in the life of his community. Purity laws complicate matters further. We don't know if he's a Jew or a Gentile, though he shows interest in the Jewish tradition. He's coming to Jerusalem to worship. But it's not clear to him or, or maybe to anyone else. Do the laws from Deuteronomy prevail, keeping him out of the temple and separate? because his body and his identity don't fit the expectation of what is normative? Or does the embrace spoken by the prophet Isaiah carry weight here? Justice was denied, the prophet says, lamenting what has been broken by human division. But who is this about, the traveler asks. Just, just one person? Is it all about the prophet or someone else? I can almost hear the whisper under his breath. Could this be about me too? Could it be that God wants it to play out another way? Is this sacred text all said and done? Or could it be that this truth is still active, still inviting? There are so many reasons for the eunuch to pass the good news right by. 
And honestly, there are plenty of reasons why we might also. They can seem like, like fairly good reasons some of the time. Does this gospel actually apply today? Is it relevant? Do, do these promises, what, what do these promises mean when there is still so much suffering, when everything is so broken, no matter where we look? Maybe most especially, what good is this good news when all too often humans mess it up, twisting it into a weapon, using it to turn people away? to humiliate them or deny them justice precisely as Isaiah laments. The eunuch's question still stands as he wonders about God's sorrow on the pain one has endured. About whom, may I ask, does the prophet say this? Was this true just once? ages ago? Or could it still be the case today? This eunuch, though, he is a prophet himself. He reveals the goodness of God in his words and in his actions. He shows how the Spirit moves in the world, how her grace takes hold of us and grows. There are two parts of his witness that I find to be phenomenal. And more than that, that are critical to how we embody this truth today. First, he asks questions. There must be plenty that he knows already. He's literate, he owns the scroll And he recognizes that there is more. He sees Philip there along the way and senses that this is one who could give him a hand. And he asks. He brings his curiosity, his doubt. He asks these questions unabashedly. He seems to know that good questions are not an affront to God but rather that asking them are core to our faith. And second, maybe even more beautifully, this traveler trusts that he belongs. His questions pull Philip to explain the good news, to share with him how Jesus has brought liberation and new life to all who have been broken, to all who have been cast aside. And on hearing that, incredibly, the eunuch trusts that he himself could be part of the body of Christ. Look, he exclaims, look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? I don't imagine that he has forgotten the ways that he has been kept out, made other, swept to the margins, both at home and abroad. That experience probably has not left him. I suspect it won't. 
not fully. And he hears from Philip that this truth from the prophet Isaiah is still unfolding. He hears that God's longing for justice existed then many years earlier. And that it was present in Jesus the Christ. And he hears that God's yearning is still true now in him. This is good news and he trusts that it has come for him. What is to prevent him from fully belonging? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, we, we, the church, have botched this many times. We get confused about why we exist sometimes, why we come together. But the eunuch breaks it down for us. He shows us how terribly simple it can be, how, how simple it needs to be. And friends, this is the kingdom of God it is a realm where huge questions bring us closer into the holy. Where we seek and strive alongside one another. Where belonging is self-evident. The kingdom came then on the side of a wilderness road. And it is breaking in still and always right now. The question for us as if we will join in that wonder and that work. Scripture was never only about then, about the moment in time when it was written. That context matters so much. And it is always also about now. The good news bears the imprint of the living world. It's unfolding here and now. There are so, so very many ways that we are divided. So many ways that we keep ourselves neatly apart from others who can be defined in, in a thousand ways, those others. Politics, geography, identity, money, race. Take your pick. And in a way that breaks my heart just as much, I see that there are, are so many ways that people have been told that you do not belong here, that there is not room for you here in the church as you are. Maybe it doesn't always come through quite that explicitly, but it's been there. It has been implied. You, you're most welcome to be here if you act like X or dress like Y or speak like Z. Or you can be here, but not, not fully, not as your whole self seen and honored. And friends, that is not of God. That is not the good news that we receive today. First from the prophet Isaiah, and then from this Ethiopian prophet on the side of the wilderness road. What 
is to prevent you from belonging. One is to prevent you from being fully claimed and welcomed by God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not who you are or what you've done. Not where you come from or what huge, important questions you carry. Not who you love or how you're together. Not how broke you are or how rich. Not how you express your gender. Not if you're hurting or hungover or so hungry. Not if you're struggling or wandering or just plain lost. Nothing. Nothing can prevent this belonging. Look, the prophet says, look, here is some water. Look, I say, look, here is the body of Christ. You belong. 